بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا مرحبا بكم Welcome with our program Al-Fiqh Al-Mazaib Al-Arba' That is Fiqh uh, Jurisprudence According to the Four Schools of Thoughts And Alhamdulillah we are honored once again To have Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain with us Answering all our questions And discussing the important aspects of Salat As we do know We have been discussing Or rather the topic has been Salat And now we have certain questions That are always coming up And therefore coming to the end of rather the, the topic of Salat, we felt it is very important that we discuss these issues. And for that reason, we'll be asking Mufti Sahib a few questions. But before I do that, Mufti Sahib, welcome once again. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Going straight with our questions for this afternoon and the topic of discussion, Salat, as mentioned earlier. Mufti Sahib, we have a question coming up, always people traveling to and fro. And they want to know with regards to reading of Salat in a plane, in a train and in a ship. What is the situation with regards to that, Mufti Sahib? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulil kareem. Amma bad. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Islam is all-embracing and Islam teaches us the importance of Salat. Therefore the Quran says, وَإِذَا ضَرَبْتُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَلَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جُنَاحٌ أَن تَقْصُرُوا مِنَ الصَّلَاةِ Meaning that Almighty Allah is giving us guidelines when we travel on this earth that Salat is not forgiven, is not waived off, we have to perform our Salat. Today with modern means of conveyance, let's take for example a plane. Now a person is traveling from point A to point B, must he miss his salat, must he read his salat, how must he read his salat. So all these are valid issues and questions people want to know. So the easiest principles to remember are such that when a person is traveling in the by plane, if he is going to reach his destination within that particular salat time, let's take for example Isha time, a person is traveling and in two hours, three hours, he will reach his destination. It would be Isha time. So better is that when he reaches his destination, there that person performs his Salat. However, many a time it happens when you travel, then by the time you reach your destination, the time of that particular Salat would be expired. So in a case like that, it's compulsory upon that Muslim that he or she performs the Salat while the, while the plane is airborne. What that person must do is he must first and foremost know the direction of the Qibla and thereafter if he or she can stand and find a place anywhere in the plane at the back or on the aisles or in front or wherever then they just read their two rakat salat for example in the case of Zohar, Asr and Isha according to Hanafis for Isha you will have to read Witter also. So it shows that it did, salat must be read and uh, while a person is airborne. And if a person cannot get place at all, or they do not allow you to read Salat, then you just sit on your seat, and because this is a last resort, but still a person must face Qibla and perform his or her Salat. It does not mean that we just sit on our seat, and we just face anywhere and read Salat. You sit on your seat, in whichever direction, you find out which way is Makkah, Mukarramah, the Kaaba, and that way there you read your Salat. But if you are not sure, then you apply the laws of the Harri, that is you use your own discretion and you perform your Salat. Similarly, when a person is traveling by train or by ship, 
that you must know the direction of the Qibla, obviously after Hudu and all the other prerequisites, then you perform your Salat. And in a ship or in a train, it's not difficult that a person stands and he or she performs their Salat. There are some ulama who have reservations about reading Salat in the plane. Some of them say that read it on the plane, but when you come down back to the ground, then you must repeat the Salat. The fatwa is there is no need to repeat that Salat, because how when you read Salat on a ship, the ship is on the water, and the water is on the ground. So in the same manner, the plane is airborne, so the A is on the ground. So therefore, the ulama have said that the verdict is such that the salat is totally valid, and there is no need to repeat that salat. We move on and we have certain other questions with regards to this time. Many times people need to know certain decisions and they want to take advice and they'd like to make the salah appropriate for it. For this reason, people want to know how does one read Salatul Istikhara, Muftisam? Basically, the Sahabas themselves, who were the great and eminent students of the Master, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, they say, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, yu'allimun al-istikhara, kama yu'allimun al-sura, that Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, how he would physically teach us the chapters and surahs of the Noble Qur'an, he taught us that how to make istikhara. We all need to make decisions in our life, and every person knows that if you made the right decision, then that person would be smiling, and if he made the wrong decision, then time would tell him that this was the wrong decision. Therefore, time is one of the great teachers. Only time will tell us whether the decision was correct or incorrect. So Islam says you should not only consult human beings, rather consult and speak to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and say and read two rakat salat, it is voluntary nafil salat, and you read it night time or daytime, first uh, misconception some people have, they think you must read it at night. You can do it during the day also, for example, before Zohar, after Zohar, for example, and uh, before a certain time, you can read the Salat, is totally permissible, two rakat Salat, and thereafter you make dua to Almighty Allah, Ya Allah, must I buy a Toyota or must I buy a Ford, for example, must I buy A or must I buy B, so in that case there you want to buy one vehicle but you're not sure which one, so you ask Almighty Allah Azza wa Jal, must I get married to Fatima or must I get married to Aisha, must the girl accept the proposal of Ayub or of Yusuf, so in whenever there's doubt, then you make istikhara, so that uh, brings us to another issue, when there's no doubt, then there's no need for istikhara and when we look at the hadith kitab Nabi alayhi salam said ma khaba man istikhar that a person who not be a failure who makes the istikhara therefore we say that sometimes when you have the time then make the two rakat salat make the dua ask Almighty Allah if this is good for me in this world in the year after let it happen and let it become a reality if it is bad fasrifu anni oh Allah turn it away from me Today people want all the short, short, simple du'as. So one very, very simple du'a for whatever purpose that is permissible, provided it's permissible, then you say, Allahumma khirli wakhtarli. Khirli, Allahumma, we all know, oh Allah, khirli means, oh Allah, you choose the best for me. Wakhtarli, and you select for me. Simple du'a. And you will see, to see a dream is not essential or a prerequisite. The feeling a person has in his heart, you are going for hajj. So now you must you go in this month or must you go in the next month? Must you go this week or must you go next week? So even when we go on our journeys, must I open my shop in town? 
town or must I open it in the suburb? So whether it's our mundane affairs, whether it is our religious affairs, so when we make istikhara, then it is a wonderful thing because we're asking for guidance directly from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One, two issues that need elaboration. For example, sometimes a person might phone you. He would tell you, I've got a car for you. I want the answer now. In a split second, less than a minute, you have to give the answer. There's no time to go make wudu and read turakat salat. So in your heart, in your mind, say, Allahumma khirli waqtarli. Oh Allah, you select for me. Oh Allah, you choose the best for me. And after you utter that word, you say, okay, now I choose A or I choose B. So sir, istikhara can be done with dua only also. Istikhara can be done with salat and dua, and that would be the best form and the best way. And the third one would be that istikhara can only be done when the options are all permissible. You cannot make istikhara where a certain option is not permissible. And the last issue is, I made istikhara, must I buy car A or car B? And the istikhara said car A, but I went to purchase car B, so that is not a sin. Therefore, we must remember to go against our istikhara is also permissible, but better is to practice on the istikhara. Jazakumullah. We move our, a little away from the point of istikhara. Another very important salah that people always would like to know, and a question comes up is with regards to salatul awabin. What is this salah, Mufti Sahib? Yeah, there are two separate issues. One is what is meant by salatul awabin. And one is that how many rakats are there and so forth. So when we look in the hadith, for example, in Sahih Muslim it's mentioned. So Nabi Ali Salatu Salam spoke of Salatu Duha, the Salat you read 10, 11 o'clock, 11.30. So that the forenoon prayer, what people call the charge Salat or the forenoon prayer or the hadith kitab calls it Salatu Duha. So that is known as Salatul Awabin. Awabin means to turn to Almighty Allah. Now when we look at the masses in public, they are reading after the Maghrib Salat, six rakats or eight rakats or more, and they call that Salatul Awabin. That Salatul Awabin is not mentioned by this name, by Nabi alayhi salatu salam. So we need to understand the issue properly. As far as the name Salatul Awabin goes or Awabin goes, that is used for Salatul Duha, the prayer, the Salat we read before Zohar, before Zawal, and that is for noon, 10 o'clock, up past 10, 11 o'clock. Regarding the Nawafil or the Salat to read after the Maghrib, 100% a person should read it. It is mentioned in Tirmidhi that whosoever reads three, uh, six rakats rather, whosoever reads six rakats after the Maghrib Salat, then Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward him for ibadat of Ithne Asharata Sanatan that for 12 years ibadat you will get. So we are not telling people not to read the Salat, but what we are creating the awareness that we should not be calling this Salat after Maghrib Awabin and thinking or believing that that is the name given in the Hadith. So we just call it the Nafil Salat after Maghrib finish. We don't have to give a name. Some scholars have given it a name. There's no doubt about it. The Fuqaha and Judah, some of them. But when we look in the Hadith, the term and the name Awabin is used for Salat duha Musa, why then do we find that, forget the normal people, uh, the awamun nas, we find our ulama, many in the khankas, etc. also, people mention that they stress on it, but you must read Salatul Awabin, they call it with a specific name, and it must be read after Maghrib. 
As I mentioned, Mulana, that what happens is that when we open some of the books of Fika, of Judas Prudence, the Fukaha have used this name. But we must always see that is that the correct name. You know certain things, the Fukaha, they give a name. For example, today, I just give an easy example, that when the day of Hajj, 9th of Arafat, day 9th of Zilhijjah, the day of Arafat falls on a Friday. You will hear the public, the awam, the masses, they call it Akbari Hajj. Then you will find maybe some ulama also using this term. Then you will find some ulama writing it. But that does not mean that that is the term used correctly in the Quran or in the Hadith for that day. So similarly here also, we need to create that awareness that people must know the term and the name of Wabin was only for Salatul Duha, as I mentioned in Sahih Muslim is mentioned. And after Maghrib, there is no name mentioned. Yes, some Fukaha and Judas, maybe they applied the law of analogy of Qiyas or took the meaning and said that Wabin, the people who turned to Almighty Allah. So therefore, so it means that that is what the Judas have written. Jazakumullah for their clarification. On the topic of Salat, and we are discussing different Salats, we move on, and this time we discuss Salatul Duha. What time should one read the Salatul Ishraq and Salatul Duha, Muftizam? A very easy way for people, especially our mothers and sisters, normally they are the ones in the confines of their homes, and they love and they like to, like to read the Salatul Ishraq, Salatul Duha. So a very easy way, we will just say, for example, that sunrise is 6 o'clock. And let's say that Zawal time is 12 o'clock. We must remember Zawal changes every day. I'm just using simple time to make it easy for us to calculate. So 12, 15 minutes, 20 minutes after sunrise, so let's say from quarter past 6 onwards, a person can start reading the Ishraq Salat. In Tirmidhi Sharif, it is mentioned, Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, that whosoever reads the two rakats, and they read it after making dhikr of Almighty Allah, for them is, Ajru hajjatin wa umratin tamma, tamma, tamma. They get the reward of an accepted, complete hajj and umrah. So it shows this great, great reward. And if a person wants to read four rakats, so that also you can do. So you have an option of two rakats or four rakats. So let us go to the time again. Let's say, for example, 6 o'clock is sunrise and 12 o'clock is the Zawal time, meaning now the Zohar time is about to enter. So the first half, so from 6 to 12 is 6 hours. So we will say the first half from quarter past 6 to about 9 o'clock, that would be the time for Ishraq. So better would be that people remain in Zikr and Tilawat of Quran in Dua after Fajr, wait for the sun to rise 12-15 minutes and then read the Salat. You can read two, you can read four. But if a person slept away and then woke up 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, half past 8, and then they wish to read the Ishraq Salat, that is fine also, is acceptable, is no problem. And Duha will be the second half. You just take the example again, 6 to 12, so 6 is sunrise, 12 o'clock is Zawal, so from 9 o'clock we can say 9, 5 past 10 past 9, right up to quarter to 12, 10 to 12, a person then could read, read the Salat duha whether we read 2 rakats or whether we read 4, 6, 8, right up to 12 rakats. Nabi alayhi salatu salam, when he read it, he normally read 8 rakats, but sometimes even 2 rakats are mentioned, so it shows 2, 4, whatever. So that Salat we will call Salat duha or or we'll call it Salatul Awabin, as mentioned in Sahih Muslim, or if you're translating it in Persian, in Farsi, that is the Chas Salat, the Salat for noon, meaning before the afternoon and Zohar time comes in, so there's a time you read the Salat. 
Another very important salah of Tisab in the life of a Muslim besides the five far salah is the salah of tahajjud. The Tahajjud Salah. And regarding this Muftiza, what is the exact time that Tahajjud Salah can be commenced and what time does it actually end? Tahajjud Salah starts after the individual and the person has completed his or her Isha Salat. So let's say, for example, in the town or place we are, 8 o'clock at night, the Isha time starts. But this person only reads his or her Isha Salat 9 o'clock. So after they perform the Isha Far Salat, and preferably they should have read now the Sunnah as well, thereafter they can start reading Tahajjud Salat. So it shows you do not have to sleep before Tahajjud Salat. You do not have to wait for midnight, although all that would be better that you sleep and wake up in the early part of the morning, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and then you read your Tahajjud Salat 100% that is much more advisable, desirable, but is not a prerequisite or a condition. And thereafter, the person can read the witter and make witter the last salat, as Nabi alayhi salam said, Ij'alu akhira salatikum bil-layli witra, mentioned in Muslim Sharif. And thereafter, the person can sleep. So now, a person read his or her Isha, 9 o'clock, the time entered 8 o'clock, and from quarter past 9, up past 9, the person can now engage himself or herself in the tahajjud salat, 2 rakats, 4 rakats, right up to 12 rakats. But if a person slept and woke up in the early part of the morning and then read the tahajjud, so that is the time when the slave and Almighty Allah, Almighty Allah is nearest to his slave and servant, and that's the time the slaves, the servants' du'as are accepted by Almighty Allah, in the latter portion of the night. So let's say, for example, Fajr time starts 5 o'clock in the morning, so what happens is right up till the Fajr time starting, so your tahajjud time would start after your own Isha Salat and would continue the whole night then till midnight, after midnight, and till when the time of Fajr starts. Not till the Adhan time, because Adhan time many times is given later on. So Fajr time starts 5 o'clock, Adhan is given half past 5. So by 5 to 5 or so you should be finished with tahajjud, or 10 to 5, quarter to 5, finish with your tahajjud, and then read your Witr Salat, and then you make istighfar, you make your Dua. So that is how people should try and practice. They read your Isha. So remember that the witter should be kept after the tahajjud. That is the most preferred and desirable way of reading the salat. If, for example, Mufti Sahib, a person reads his entire Isha namaz, including the witter, and then decides he'd like to read two or four or six rakats, would that be valid? 100% what happens many a time, Mulana, is a person read his Isha Salat, he read the Fars, he read the Sunnah, he read the Witr, then sometime he woke up for toilet in the early part of the morning, or his eyes just open, so 2, 3, 4 o'clock, so now he says, let me read now my Tahajjud Salat, so it's wonderful, it's excellent. Now the question will arise that must he repeat the witter or not? According to all the four scholars, the, the witter does not need to be repeated. In Tirmidhi Sharif is mentioned, La Witrani Fi Laylatin. You cannot be reading two witter salat in one night. So it means two ada. We're not speaking of qada. So ada, you cannot make two witters in one night. So it shows that when the person read the witter before sleeping, now three o'clock, four o'clock in the early part of the morning, there's no need for him or her to repeat the witr, they just engage themselves with the tahajjud, make dua, make istighfar, that is the ibadat for that time. What happens in a case where a person reads his isha salah, he reads his sunnah, and he decides that, look, I want to rest and I'll get up in the middle portion of the night, read my uh, tahajjud and thereafter read my witr. 
but uh, shaitan got over, overpowered him and he slept away and he got up only fajr time. Now he must out his uh, witr as well as tajr. What happens in this situation? The tajr salat will fall away because that is a sunnah and nafil salat. But regarding the witr, it's important, especially according to the Hanafis, now this person has to make qadha of that salat. And if this is happening regularly, then for a person like that, it would be better to read the witr before he goes and sleep. If it happens once in a year, once in two years, five years, then it's no problem. Therefore, Nabi salam told Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu an, giving him wasiyah and advice. So Sayyidina Abu Huraira says that Nabi sallallahu told me, an anama ala witrin, that I must read my witr and then I must sleep. So it shows for people who are prone to oversleep, in a case like that, rather read your witr and then go and sleep. But if it happened once in a year, as I mentioned, then I mean there's no problem. You continue with your ma'amul and your habit. So to cut a long story short, we will say that when the fajr time entered and now this person woke up, he did not read the witr, so the qadha will still be compulsory, especially according to the Hanafi scholars. The next very common question of people always ask about is with regards to the zawal time of Tisam, uh, the question comes here, how does one calculate zawal? But uh, before the Muftah, we could explain uh, one important aspect with regards to reading of Salah Zawal time. Why is it that one cannot actually read Namaz at Zawal time? Is there any specific uh, mention in Hadith with regard to this? Nabi alayhi salatu salam in many, many ahadiths, Bukhari, Muslim, Abu Dawood, spoke about that we are not supposed to read Salat while the sun is rising, while the sun is setting, while the sun is at its zenith, what we call Zawal time, it's right there in the middle. So these are the times, why? Because these are the times that the people who were the sun worshippers, they used to read Salat. This is the time the shaitan, he comes up, the shaitan comes with his horns, if you translate it literally. So what are his horns? All that Almighty Allah alone knows. So it means at that time the batil and the false forces, they are worshipping. Therefore we as Muslims should not imitate and emulate them. That we are told that these are the times we should not be reading Salat. So basically there would be one of two reasons. Either it is a time when the shaitan is trying to raise his army and his forces or it would be imitating and uh, emulating and following those people who are sun worshippers. If for some reason a person did not know and he started his salah and it was Zawal time, would then his namaz be valid or would he have to repeat it, Muftisa? If the person is reading Zohar Salat, for example, and he read it at Zawal time or before Zawal time, so then that Salat would be null and void and that person would have to repeat it because one of the prerequisites of first Salat is the time for that particular Salat must have entered already. So when a person is reading Zohar and it's still Zawal time, then in a case like that, that Salat would be null and void because the condition for the validity of that Salat is non-existent. Jazakumullah for that, Mufti Sahib. One other last point on the Zawal which we are discussing is, yeah, in modern times in our cities, it's very easy for Zawal because we have calendars and it's very easy. People know the times. It's all written on the, calcul- on the calendars. But if a person is in a remote area or in a farm and he has no calendars, how would he calculate Zawal time and know exactly when it is Zawal, Mufti Sahib? Islam is for all times and all places. And when we look at it before watches and all that became so common, so people who then Sanurihim Ayatina Fil Afaq Quran says we will show them our signs on the horizon 
وَمِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّيْلُ وَالنَّهَارُ وَالشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرُ It is a symbol and sign of Almighty Allah, the alternating of the day, the night, the sun, the moon. So you know when you look at sunrise, you know what time the sun is coming up. You look at sunset, you can see the sun, the sun, the disk of the sun going down. So if a person wants, he could calculate even in those days that how many hours from sunrise to sunset and then they could divide it by two, that will give them the zawal. Or an easier way than that for people who are in remote areas, that calculating will work, for example, in overcast conditions when it's raining and so forth. But for easy one, on a clear day, that you just look for the shade and the shadow, and you will find when the sun is at the zenith, then you would not find any shade and shadow except its original shade and shadow. So that is the easiest way that people will know this is the time that the sun is at its peak, right at its zenith, and it is still not the time for the whole time to enter. When it moves from there, now it is declining. So when you see the sun now declining, it is moving away from from its peak and now you will see the shadows also lengthening then you must know that the Zohar time has entered I think we have understood very well that namaz must be read on its appropriate times and will not be valid before that on that point Mufti Sahib if the time of Salah has entered and the azan in the, in the, in the area has not been given as yet uh, and I wish to now start off my Salah reading my sunnahs or my first for, the, for example uh, what is the situation there can I perform my Salah before the azan Many a time the ladies especially, or old people who read their Salat in their homes, they think that they cannot read Salat unless the Adhan has been given. Nowadays with the mic systems we have, this is wrong. Let's take a typical example, Jumma time, the Adhan goes half past twelve for example. But the time, that time there, for example, the season is such that the time for Juma enters at quarter to twelve, ten to twelve, or quarter past twelve. So once the time for the Juma or the Zohar Salat or Asr Salat has entered, and the Adhan will be given half an hour, forty-five minutes after the time has entered. So if the person wants to read Salat in the oval time, the first time, immediately after the time has entered, it's totally permissible. Tomorrow morning, for example, I want to travel early, I want to go for point A to point B. The Adhan is only going to take place at half past five. The time enters five o'clock for Fajr. So I read my Salat at five past five, ten past five and then I leave for my journey. So it's 100% permissible, there's no problem. Another very important aspect we find is amongst our mothers and sisters also asking this question is now, they live in an area, for example, like Lanesia, where they are surrounding a number of masjids and one azan is given at quarter to one, one is given at one o'clock. Uh, they hear several azans. What should they then do? Which one should they follow and what should they do there, Mufti Zan? Nabi salam told us, إِذَا أَذَّنَ الْمُؤَذِّينَ فَقُولُوا مِثْلَ مَا يَقُولُوا الْمُؤَذِّينَ That when the mu'adhan, the mu'adhin gives the adhan, then you give response to it. So in the case of the men, the mosque and masjid you normally attend, so you work with that masjid. The females, the adhan you hear first, so that one you respond to. All the other adhans you do not have to respond to, but make sure that you are reading your salat on time and not delaying the salat, especially in the case of the females. And still on that Salat point, and like we discussed, there are many various issues with regards to Salat. Another important one, Mufti Sahib, is with regards to our midday Salat, or rather the rather mid-afternoon Salat, the Asr Salat. When sometimes a person gets delayed due to some work or some reason or the other, he's traveling, coming from work, and he comes home, and there's approximately 15 minutes or 10 minutes left for sunset. Can he then read his Asr Salat before sunset? To make this a habit that every day people start reading their Asr Salat just 15-10 minutes before sunset, the Asr Salat, Nabi Alayhi Salam said, Tilka Salatul Munafiq, 
That is the salat of a hypocrite and it is not something desirable, advisable. But obviously it is much better and essential for the person to read it rather than making that salat qadha. So people should read the salat on time and hafidhu ala salawati wa salatil wusta. The Quran says that read your salat and guard it, especially the middle salat. And middle salat, according to the hadith of Nabi alayhi salam, the verdict of majority of the scholars is asr salat. So if asr time entered for o'clock, so four o'clock or up past four, half past four, we should be reading our salat and not waiting now for 15 minutes, 10 minutes, when the sun has become so yellow that when we look into it, our eyes would not blink. Then from then onwards to read asr is makru and we find it's sad but true our mothers and sisters are guilty of this many a time. So asr salat should not be delayed unnecessarily. Yes, if a person is a musafir or a person is ill, that's a separate issue. And to make this a normal habit that's a sign of hypocrisy may Allah save us from this I mean Muftisab my time is almost exhausted but just one very quick last one with regards to Isha Salah this also happens very commonly Muftisab till what time can one actually read his Isha Salah he was going away somewhere and he came home after midnight can he still read his Isha Salah or is it not valid according to the Hanafis and the Shafi'is to read Isha Salah you got the whole night right up till the time when Fajr time enters however for a person who is a Mukim who is a resident to delay the Isha not Witter to delay the Isha Salah after midnight without an excuse is makru undesirable but the person must read it and should read it so the isha ending time is only when the fajr time starts so you work about 80 minutes 85 minutes before sunrise till then you could read your isha salat Jazakumullah Mufti Sahib, unfortunately that's all we have time for today. There are very other important issues, the topic of Salat is so vast. Nevertheless, uh, inshallah, in another, another session we will discuss a few other important issues. For now, that's all we have time for. Inshallah, we hope that uh, you, the dear listener, have benefited. Inshallah, I'm sure you have, as I have benefited tremendously, inshallah. We look forward to another program uh, with uh, Mufti Sahib on Al-Fiqh Al-Mazayim Al-Arba. From myself, Sabir Ismail and our Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Fiyamanillah, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.